The Fantasy Six-Pack Hour With your hosts Joe Bob Ah, you're awful And A.J. Appleton Sin Shu Chu Mouthful Alright, and welcome to the Fantasy Six Pack Hour. My name is Joe Bond, founder of FantasySixPack.net and writer over so-called FantasyExperts.com. My co-host tonight, back from a, a week off, is AJ Applegarth. What's going on, man? Hey, dude. What's going on? Not much, just watching the Orioles have a little uh, home run derby practice over here. Uh, I don't know if you – oh, my God, I can't believe I just fell in. That was ridiculous. Davis has got himself a triple. Oh, man. There's nice. no way. <laughs> no, he got himself a double. But, man, that ball landed like an inch inside the foul the foul line, and the, the fielder just let it drop. <laughs> it was pretty funny. Uh, yeah, but they have, they have like your, home uh, runs or something crazy like that already. Oh, Jesus. I just caught <laughs> yeah. your notes on on the Hangouts or whatever. I, I got home, and then we uh, had stuff to do around the, the new house, so we were getting that knocked out, and I literally jumped on with 11 seconds. <laughs> yeah, I saw that, but, yeah, so there are how many – how many – how many – how many home runs here? Let me look at let me look at the stats here, just just to make sure I get it right. Jones got one, Davis got run one, Mancini got two, and Scope got one. So that's five Jeez. home runs total. Um, safe to nice. say, you and I are going to be dropping Stephen Wright tonight in in our uh, points league. <laughs> Luckily, we did uh, not yeah. this week because that would have been disastrous. So. Uh, and the funny thing is that I was listening to the radio earlier um, when I was on my way back to the office, uh, and they're talking about oh yeah, you know those want to make a statement. They they want to you know have a have a good day going back into Toronto, you know, for the four game set. But uh, you know the knuckleballer Stephen, you know, he's kind of had their number uh, last year, and I was like, oh, okay, well this could be interesting for. You know our fantasy team. See what happens, and clearly they have his number. Yeah, we uh, we left him on the bench. It is a it is a weekly lineup league, so I firmly left him on the bench for us. Um, so anyway, man. Uh, speaking of why you were gone last week, you had the the big move and and lots to do. How uh, everything go, man? Has a new place and join it. Uh, yeah, man, it's, it's pretty awesome. Um, it's, it's definitely an upgrade from, from where we were. I mean, not that there's anything wrong with the house. It's a great start and everything. But, you know, as a family, we, we kind of outgrew it when I moved into the house and brought all the crap I had from my other house. Um, and then we had our, our daughter. So that just added to it. And it was just okay, well, we need more space. It's it's time to move on. Um, so, yeah, we uh, found a place, and uh, I'm excited to, uh, to show you through this weekend. Um, and, uh, yeah, 
good though. I mean, we got a full basement that's finished. I have my man cave area. I can come and do my podcasting and not have to worry about anyone else uh, walking into the room. I've got, you know, we've got a garage and all kinds of stuff. So it's uh, it's good. That's cool. Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah uh-huh. you're cutting you're cutting in and out a lot. Are you on uh I kinda wonder how your how your Wi Fi is at the new place. One of that no, is Wi Fi should be good. I'm I'm on just on my phone, so Are you on a regular phone? Um, uh-huh. Yeah. Huh. Hold on. Well difficulties yeah. a little bit with the new place. You you'll 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 learn it. You'll learn yeah. it for sure. Um but anyway, man, um, so a couple things to get to before we before we roll into the show here. So today is the the last day of the NBA regular season, or what I like to call it now is better known as National Rest All Your NBA Players Day. This is stupid. Like. I think the Nets are rolling in. The Nets of all teams, like they're not playing for anything. Just play your guys. Let them finish the season. Um, they're playing. I think they're rolling into tonight's game with like six or seven active players. I mean, it's like, yeah. what's happening? Um, all the teams in the playoffs, obviously, have just they're benching everybody. They don't even care. Um, so it it's it's kind of crazy, man. Uh, there's way too much resting in in the NBA. And it's one of the big reasons why we decided in our NBA fantasy league to end the regular, end the season along with playoffs like two weeks ago, almost at this point. So, cause this, this happens and it's not cool. Like, you know, you don't, you don't want to be playing to this point and having LeBron James and everybody known to man benched on the last day. Like that's not fun. Like you, you got here with all of those guys. You don't want to. You don't want to win because oh, you're going to start Richard Jefferson now in place of LeBron James. Like that sucks. Uh, so, um, but the playoffs start today for NHL. Uh, I am a Caps fan. Not that I'm a giant hockey fan, but I'm a Caps fan. So, playoffs are not my most memorable experiences of the Caps. And I hope they change things around this year, but I'm not getting my hopes up. Sorry, I'm a little bit of a pessimist when it comes to that, but it's been forever that they are like one of the best teams in the regular season, it feels like, and then they just fail in the playoffs. So until they prove me wrong, it's just how it's going to be for me. Um, well, yeah, they've <clears throat> they've won the President's Trophy the past two years now, yeah. and they they've done nothing in the playoffs. And it's yeah. it's the same story every year. I mean, they're gonna get it together. Uh, I, I like I said, I was telling you earlier. I'd like I'd like to see it happen this year for them, just so everyone can be like, oh, bandwagon, yeah, the Caps. We told you, we told you, jump on it, you know, whatever. But it's like, you know, we're just you know the last five, ten years, you know, whatever. So I don't know. Yeah, we'll I mean, see what happens. You know, we we were talking too, like. I, you know, I, I'm not a huge hockey fan, so I didn't really pick up on it last year when it happened. Um, but something like, well, I didn't really remember this year that the 
playoff format had changed. And, and honestly, it could have happened even longer ago than that. But I, something clicked with me a couple of days ago when I, heard, I knew the playoffs was starting. And I was like, hasn't the playoff format changed? And it's really goofy now that we end up playing the Penguins in the second round. And it's uh, and because that's who we played last year in the second round and lost to. And, yeah, I'm absolutely right. And it's the stupidest format ever. I mean, they basically – and you corrected me a little bit on online when we were talking, but it's basically split by division more than just by conference. But I guess it's like the top three in each division go, and then there's two wild cards to fill out the last two spots. So it could be possibly five from the same division. But still, like, mm-hmm. it's the Caps and then the Panthers yeah. are one, two in the conference overall. And then – we're basically going to play them in the second round. I mean, unless Columbus beats them, but Columbus is damn good too. I think Columbus is the third best team in the conference. So it's like completely unfair. I don't know why they decided to do it that way. Um, I guess more rivalries in the playoffs or something, but you know, like you earn the number one seed. You shouldn't have to play the number two and the number three team in the conference just to get to the conference finals. You should have to play the, the next two mediocre teams in the conference to get to the conference finals. And that's just ridiculous. So I don't know. They, yeah. They've got to, they've got to do something with that. I mean, I, I can't believe that if, if the Cavs get knocked out by the Penguins again this year, you know, there's not going to be more, more people complaining about that. Cause it's just, that shouldn't be a second round playoff matchup period. So I've seen it in years past where, you know, the Penguins were down a little bit and, you know, I mean, hell, Columbus is playing the Penguins in the first round. and Right, that's what I'm saying. So it's... Yeah, I I don't know. It doesn't doesn't make sense. I thought thought that there used to be reseeding or whatever and then... Now it's like you know that that went away I guess at some point because um, I think there was I can't remember if it was Anaheim or something they were like the eighth seed and then they won uh, against the first seed and it was like this whole big thing and I, I don't know but yeah but no yeah. I'm looking at the standings now Caps have 118 points they're number one Penguins in 111 they're number two in the conference Blue Jackets Columbus is 108. They're the third best team. And actually, the Rangers are the fifth best team with 102. I have to imagine they're on the other side of the playoff brackets. I have not looked, but... Um, well, I, like, for whatever reason, it's not even... Playoff thing, other than, right? It's under the more thing. It's like, why is this not on your main tab right now? The playoffs have started. Get with it, ESPN. Yeah, so. you know what was worse. So, so get this. So the Rangers, because they're a wild card team, um, they get to play one of the number one seeds, right? Yeah, um, Canadians. They get to play the Canadians, who are the number one seed from the other division. This is the stupidest playoff system in the world. This doesn't make a lick of sense. I don't understand it. Uh you basically have See, the fifth best team playing the number the number two team in the first round. In the second round, you're yeah. going to have the number one seed play the number two or the number three seed. 
This is ridiculous. This is I, stupid. This is like, I don't even... They don't even have seeds next to it. They have first round Eastern Conference. Capital versus Toronto. Uh, Canadians versus Rangers. Pittsburgh, Columbus. And then Ottawa and Bruins. Well, I did, I okay, that's great. Link. But what so you, you got are it. the seedings? I just sent oh, you a link. Okay. So you're going to have oh, it now. Right, there it is. But how dumb is this? It's It makes no sense. Like, what? Uh, So it's only two. There's two wild cards, and then it's the top two teams from each division, and then a third so, from one. So each one? division what gets that? a what number. So each division gets a number one seed. What I don't understand is the Eastern Conference has three wild card teams, compared to the Western yeah. side has two. So I don't quite understand that. I think they might have mislabeled it because then the one, two, three goes along with what I was thinking of. Because, yeah, the Senators and Bruins should be. Oh, you know what it is? It's because the Bruins and Bruins are tied. Yeah. With 95 points. They're still technically, they're both wildcard teams, but so they just, whatever. Either way, this is a dumb system, and hockey needs to fix it. This is so, this doesn't make any sense, and it's not favoring the best teams. That's what the playoff seeding is all about. Like, what's the point of well, winning the best? Like, I if I were the Caps, I'd rather be in the top part. I would yeah. have I would have rather been the Rangers and be in the top part. Like, this doesn't make well, any worst, sense. The worst part is that the the West only has fourteen teams, and the East has sixteen teams. So it, it's you know or. Yeah, the East has 16. So it's even harder for the East to get up there, you know, like to get into this spot as it is, and then to reward <laughs> yeah, the, I didn't know the I number didn't one just overall. It's like... do this? This had to have been just a couple years they, ago. They started yeah. it, yeah, they started it like four four years ago, I think. Wow. And good old Ubaldo Jimenez is trying to let Boston back in the game. I'm so glad I left you on my bench today too, man. In my dynasty league, he's he's gonna be dropped soon too. He was just a an extra arm that I picked up for no reason. Yeah. Anyway, we should we should move on. But before we do, I want to say one more thing. So I got a random. So I'm in a dynasty football league. Uh, I, I wanted to get your your take on this real quick. Ten seconds because it shouldn't take long. So I got a trade to where so our draft is a rookie only draft. Three rounds only, by the way. The guy offered me Cordero Cordero Patterson and the Mm -hmm. third pick in the third round for my Cam Meredith, who, if you don't realize, is probably going to be the number one receiver for the Chicago Bears this season. Yeah. Um, (laughs) I mean... And... I mean, what, who are you going to draft in the third round of a nobody, rookie draft? No, I mean, it doesn't even uh, matter. This was this was the fastest I've ever hit decline on a trade, ever. So yeah, it was uh, it was not it was not good. But uh, yeah. another trade that I made, and this was baseball. Is uh, this was in my dynasty league? It's a points league. This is the one I have with Baldo. 
sitting firmly on my bench watching him get destroyed. Um, <clears throat> so I traded. I, I need I need second base help a little bit because I've got Colton Wong playing every other day, and then when he does play, it's he plays every other day. So he really plays like one out of four games because he's not good at baseball apparently. Um, so I kind of need a second baseman depth. And this guy was willing to trade me to each other. May here. He really wants Sonny Gray. So we did a lot of negotiating and he took Hunter Renfro and I've got like eight outfielders. So Renfro was kind of like, eh, whatever. I like him, but he's not important to my team right now. Uh, Renfro and Sonny Gray. Uh, keep in mind, Sonny Gray is an eighth round keeper pick because this league started two years ago when Sonny Gray was awesome. Um, LeMayhew, who has a round 39 keeper pick, and Jeff Hoffman, who I think is around like 30. No, I don't know what Hoffman is. I don't know when he, he might, I think he drafted Hoffman and I didn't even look at his keeper value. But anyway, so what, what's your, what's your take on, on that trade? Uh, well, I liked it for you. I mean, like we were talking about the other day, <clears throat> I, I like him a lot. Um, you know, after the past few years, he's come up and, and he's just a quality consistent guy and he's going to help you, you know, in every category, but, um, you know, being in Colorado obviously helps him as well. Um, but I think he, he's, he's definitely a good, a good get on this. Um, I don't know too much about Hoffman. Um, and, you know, I, I do think he's, He's an up-and-coming prospect, again, Colorado pitcher, so that doesn't really help a lot. But, you know, he, he's, he's got some, some grooming to do, I feel like. But as long as you can you know, leave him in the minors and let him work his kinks out, you should be good. Um, either way. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, mean I, look, I wasn't using, I wasn't using Gray. And even when he came back, I wasn't really sure what he was going to be. Hoffman might come up. Um, and so, you know, and and he's supposed to be good. He's Colorado, so that sort of scares me. But, you know, look, I, I was okay with it. I needed stability at second base. The only guys I have are Kinsler and Brad Miller soon, really. And uh, Brad Miller is kind of stinking it up right now, although I think he'll turn it around. Kinsler's good, but. 34, I needed somebody a little bit younger. At least with me, he was like, what, 28? Something like that? Yeah. So, uh, and to keep him around 39, like, it was kind of a no-brainer. I was like, uh, yeah, thanks. Uh, <laughs> well, that, that to me was the biggest thing, just getting those, those better keeper picks and something gray. I mean, that was horrible value for him where he was. So I definitely think getting rid of him was, was the high point. And yeah, yeah, it, it was it was definitely good. I, I felt like it was a good trade. It was a good trade for both of us. He needs pitching help, so you know he's really hoping Gray Gray comes back. But um, anyway, let's move on here. We spent a bunch of time, a little more than I thought we would. But um, so <clears throat> what we're gonna get into today is we're gonna talk about all of the injuries that have just seemingly piled up on us all of a sudden, like. It was pretty tame the first week, and then, bam, we just have a slew of injuries all of a sudden. So, we got that. We're going to talk about 
some star players that are off the really rough starts and whether or not we're going to panic like a lot of owners want to do or if we should just relax. Um, and then talk about some closers. The closer carousel is in full speed ahead right now, man. It is it is nuts right now. It was not this crazy last year early on, but uh, it's – it's definitely a, a crazy scene right now for closers. But let's get into some injuries. This is important right now. A lot of people are getting hit by the injury bug. Me, especially you, because you share a team with me that we're dealing with it. So it's uh, it's it's not too fun. So I'll start off here with, with Adrian Beltre. And this one surprised a lot of people. I actually own it. I own it in an NFBC league. And, you know, they, they didn't play this week until Tuesday. And me and Tyler own that team together, and and we were we almost put him in because all signs were pointing to he was going to get activated on Tuesday. Uh, they were just they were supposed to do it on Sunday, and they didn't. They were going to give him the one extra rest day, and so whatever that made sense. Fine, you know he's an older player. Give him an extra day, no big deal. Well, he didn't get activated on Tuesday, and turns out he actually has a – he re-aggravated the calf strain, and now it's a grade one calf strain. I mean, look, now he's probably out for the rest of the month. So the way I see it is that if somebody dropped – look, I'm not a big Joey Gallo fan, but if somebody dropped him, I mean, at this point, like, you've probably got to go get him. He's going to destroy your batting average, but he's probably going to hit, like, five or six home runs. Uh, that's that's what he's good for. So, yeah, I, I don't know if there's really a whole lot else on the waiver wire right now. Uh, it the waiver wire is pretty dim everywhere. There's just not a lot of guys just kind of busting out, you know, out of nowhere right now, who aren't already owned. So it, it seems like, you know, the the typical guys. Yeah, I mean, there's just there's just not a whole lot out there. I mean, if you're really desperate, I guess you could go get like a Pablo Sandoval or something like that. Um, although, random, I mean, I'm looking at ESPN. I actually hate the ESPN numbers. I need to go look at like Yahoo or something. There's too many casual leagues in ESPN to where people like Ryan Healy are only owned in 40% of leagues. Like that's not – I guarantee if I go look at Yahoo, his ownership percentage is way higher. It has to. There's no reason why Healy shouldn't be owned in more leagues. But uh, anyway, so there's that. Uh, so Trey Turner is also on the deal now with a hamstring strain. They're saying he could return soon. And then Stephen Drew was supposed to be like the main guy to fill in for him. But now he's on the DL. So we're looking at Wilmer Defoe, and he's, He's not exactly polished all the way yet, but you know he's going to be good enough for maybe a little bit of pop, but I wouldn't expect a whole lot. You know he's more he's going to be more of an on base guy, steal guy. But a couple of days ago they batted him second, so if that keeps up, I think he's an automatic add at least for you know the week or so that Turner's out. Uh, but just keep in mind that that's definitely a, a very temporary thing with him. Um. And then another, uh, another, the next injury here, this one affects you. It's funny because we were just talking last week with 
with Tyler about the J.D. Martinez, Gary Sanchez trade that you made and how it really benefited you because J.D. Martinez wasn't even kept for him because he got hurt. And now the guy that you got, Gary Sanchez, got hurt. So, yeah, um, so funny. No, hey, whatever. That's karma, I guess, at its best. But, yeah, that definitely, definitely hurt my team. Well, it hurt a couple of my teams. Um, even more so, it hurt my other weekly league that I'm in that I just jumped in um, for Yahoo, a buddy of mine's league. And the way the waivers work, you just pick up whoever the week before. And, and I didn't realize what's going on with that. Um, so I'm, I'm sitting there, and we missed the first week of, of baseball anyways. So because of the way it was set up, we drafted on the first day that Sunday, so it was all screwed up. So whatever. Um, yeah, I, I am now going catcherless this week uh, in a points league because I have no Gary Sanchez, and I picked a guy up yesterday, or I'm sorry, Monday morning before the game started, and uh, my team. So either yeah, way, that, that uh, sucks, yeah, the Sanchez injury definitely hurts. Yeah, that that. that definitely sucks um i don't know why i don't know why that would would do that i mean if that if that's a yahoo thing it's one of the reasons why i don't do yahoo because i hate the fact that like when you pick up people you can't pick them up for the same day but man if it locks your lineup an extra day early too like that's just that's just silly and if that's something that the commissioner can change i think that's something they should change like mid-season here it's not even dude it's the first week for you guys like just fix it you know just fix it going forward there's no reason yeah. to have your lineups lock Sunday for Monday. That's well, exactly. Kind of stupid. It's ridiculous. I talked to my one buddy about it. He's like, oh, I don't know. I can't really get into anything. And maybe it's because the games in the week already started, but I'm not sure. I was like, dude, well, do a screenshot. Whatever, dude. Figure it out. It's, that's, that's just nuts. That should not be the case. Yeah. But. Anyway, yeah, so Gary Sanchez out four to six week bicep injury. I mean, look, there's there's not a lot out there on catcher. Catcher's pretty slim. Um, best case scenario, Jason Castro's out there. I mean, he's gone off to a little bit of a hot start right now, so maybe that works for you. Um, otherwise, you're looking at Yikes! I don't even know, man. You're looking at Cervelli. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I picked up uh, Leon. He was he, he was there, so I was like, oh, yeah, all right, well, I'll I grab mean, him. But he's like, they're really splitting their catcher time in Boston, so that's not a great yeah. pickup, in my opinion. Uh, you you at least want somebody who's going to play more than like three times a week, um, and that's and that's what you're getting from Leon and. and and uh, I'm blanking on the other guys, the other catcher's name right now. But it's, uh, yeah, it's it's not it's not a good scene out there for <clears throat> for catcher. Uh, moving on, this is the one that burned us in <laughs> in in our points league. Um, we thought that Kemp was going to start this week, but he did not. He ended up going on the DL with a hamstring injury. Um, 
There's really nobody on the Braves worth picking up. There's probably a slew of outfielders, so just go find one. I mean, look, we ended up picking up Jason Worth just in case, and, uh, you know, we rolled the dice with Kemp anyway, and we got burned by it. And we made the we actually made the wrong move because we should have played Piscotty, and Piscotty blew up today for, like, 18 and a half points. So pretty oh. pissed about that. I know. Like, uh, it is one of the reasons why I absolutely hate points – or not points leagues, weekly leagues. I hate the lineup lock. Um, so – I mean, I should be able to adjust midweek. It just is like I I don't get it. I don't know what the allure of weekly leagues is, except the fact that you just don't have time to manage all the teams that you're in. And uh, it like it is what it is. We signed up for it. I'm gonna deal with it. But this is one of the reasons why I'm not a big fan of weekly leagues because of those kinds of things. And then last week, like we got burned by Piscotti getting hurt on like Wednesday and really only playing one more time. Kemp got hurt on Friday, didn't play Saturday, Sunday. Uh, I feel like there was somebody else that got hurt, and he missed a couple games or something for us. Like, you just – you get hurt, and you can't adjust. Like, you get totally screwed by it, and there's nothing you can do. Um, the way that NFBC does it, which I, I kind of like a little bit better, not kind of like I do like a lot better, is they let you start only your hitters, but they let you switch your hitters out – on like Thursday. So you have your lineup locked Monday through Wednesday or no Monday through Thursday. And then Friday through Sunday, you can have a different set of hitters. So you can a play matchups. B if somebody gets hurt on like Tuesday, you can take them out. Um, so that, that at least gives you a little bit more flexibility. It's not daily, but it's twice a week. And I feel like that's a lot better. Um, but it is what it is. This is me venting. I'm sure you're just as pissed as I am. Yeah, I. The Kemp thing really kills me because I was. He was the one I was actually like, well, he really killed it last week. You know, when he was playing, <clears throat> I really think that between him and Donaldson, I feel like his is the more riskier injury. But you know, points wise, he was a little better. So I was kind of like, well. Maybe we roll the dice on him and try to bench Donaldson, but should have been the other way around. So, yeah, I'm still mad at myself for that. Well, and like, and so that's, that's the other injury. That's the next one I was going to get to is Donaldson. Now, he's playing tonight uh, not very well, but uh, none, of, none of the Blue Jays are playing well tonight. They're losing 0-2 to Milwaukee. Um, but – yeah, Donaldson is dealing with a calf injury. He's been dealing with some during the spring, and and uh, you know he he's doing he's playing through it, and I guess he's doing okay. I mean, he's got a couple dingers already, so that's that's fine. But um, I don't know, man. I'm worried that this is just going to linger for him. Like, if he if he needs to go in the DL, man, just go in the damn DL and just make it happen. Just rest and make this happen. Don't sit there and uh, drag this out to the point where you're going to be on the DL then for two months. That's what I don't want to see. So, 
You know, that said, uh, you know, he is playing, so hopefully it's just something minor. Maybe it was like more of a cramp. I don't know. They're not really saying. Um, but, yeah, I guess you don't have to worry about picking anybody up. But uh, another injury, Jackie Bradley Jr., knee injury. He's probably going to be out for a little while. They're going to go with a, a, a platoon of Chris Young and some other guys there in the outfield. So the, there's not a whole lot you can rely on. I mean, if you want to try and platoon Chris Young, I think Chris Young against left-handers is, is pretty stout. Like he's, I may have that backwards. I know he's really good against either left-handers or right-handers, and I'm—I'm—I'll I, be honest, I didn't look it up. Um. So, you know, and anyway, um, couple pitching injuries. We'll, we'll get through this here. Pitching injuries is um, Rich Hill. He's dealing with a, a blister again. I mean, look, this is what kept him out for over a month last year. Um. You've got to worry that, that this is going to hold him out for longer. They're saying it won't. Um, a lot of they're 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 saying a lot that you know Alex Wood, who got the start on Monday night, I believe it was, uh, was only going to play that game, pitch start that game. I mean, so hopefully that's the case for Rich Hill owners. Um, if somebody went out there and dropped him because they were nervous about it, go out and pick him up and, you know, take a chance on him. Cause when he does pitch, he pitches fantastic. Uh, I'll, I'll blow the, you know, I'll, I'll drop the worst guy on my team for a rich Hill. That's going to be a big win. Easy. Um, and then Matt Harvey pitching pretty well, actually so far this year, you know, not, not what you hoped from Matt Harvey if you drafted him because, you know, I, I think everybody, when you drop Matt Harvey, you're, you're hoping in the back of your, you know, in the back of your head, you're, you're hoping maybe he'll be that top ten guy again. But it just, it doesn't really appear that that's going to be the case with him ever again. Uh, but he's now dealing with hamstring tightness, just another injury. At least it's not to the arm, because that seems to be what always bothers him. But uh, you know, arm, hamstring tightness. They're saying he's going to be fine, but. This is just one reason why I just wouldn't go anywhere near Matt Harvey. And you and I both agreed when we were doing our one draft, like Matt Harvey got nominated and we just, we just stuck our hands up like, nope, not touching the keyboard. <laughs> not even going to bother. Yeah. Not even going to bother. And I'm going to go get a beer. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. It was like, oh, beer break. Cool. Thanks, guys. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so... I don't know, man. I mean, there's a lot. I'm sure I missed some injury somewhere, man. I felt like there was one that that happened just recently. Oh, not that it matters, but Clay Buckholz has a partial tear in his arm. That sounds gross. Yeah, I saw that. Um, um, Mac, Brandon uh, Kinsler is uh, he's dealing with a finger issue. It's, I think it was like a gosh. cracked fingernail or something. Yeah, cracked right index fingernail. Um, he was supposed to play catch yesterday to see if it would, would be okay, but I never got or saw any updates like going into yesterday's game. Um, and then uh, oh, has a actually, quad injury apparently. Yeah. I didn't even notice that. Oh, Gene, Gene Segura, he went on the uh, DL, I believe. Oh, that was the one that I heard and forgot to yeah. write it down. So, yeah, good call on that one. Um, 
I mean, that, hey, look, that's pretty big. A lot of people picked up Segura because, you know, they were hoping they were going to get a repeat of last year. And, uh, yeah, I don't think he started out quite as hot. And, we, you know, look, we talked about that. That was to be expected. Um, moving mm-hmm. to Seattle, their whole Seattle offense is actually struggling, minus, like, Renfro's the best the, – not Renfro, um, Hanneker's, like, the best guy over there right now. It's crazy. Um, the other guy today, this was one of the ones I just saw before the show – uh, Brett Gardner and I didn't I haven't seen the play but apparently there was like a really bad collision at first base between him and Ricky Weeks and um, Gardner he he was pulled out of the game with a bruised jaw and neck so that sounds pretty painful uh, I mean that you could easily see this one being like a like a seven day DL ten day DL stint you know concussion kind of thing. Uh, and yeah. actually, speaking of concussion, I think Posey's on the d- concussion DL. Oh, so that's that's another big one. So yeah, yeah. There's there's just a right. ton a ton of injuries, man. Like it's crazy, and they've all happened in the last like three days. And they're all like big yeah. players. It's not like it's, it's not like yeah. I'm just looking at my team right now. You know, like Justin Borg on the DL, like. Whatever. If he went on the DL, like it wouldn't be a big blow to my team. He's on my bench. Uh, yeah. Whatever. So, yeah, it's all big time guys. You have to adjust. It's the nature of the game. But you know, you can always ask me and AJ for advice on Twitter on who to pick up if you need to. Um, so it is what it is, though. But moving on here. You know, it's it's that time of the year where everybody likes to panic. Uh oh, my guys started out, you know, three for eighteen. What do I do? He's batting one one hundred or whatever it is, and you know, they have no home runs, no RBI yet. It's like, look, in my opinion, for about ninety nine percent of these guys, relax. If this were to happen in mid July you wouldn't say a thing. You'd be pissed about it. You'd be going, what's going on? But you wouldn't be going, I need to possibly drop or trade this guy and blah, 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 blah. Like, I've had questions about um, Carlos Gomez left and right. Um, You know, should I I pick up Steven Souza Jr. for Carlos Gomez? And I'm like, no, 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 no. Souza's fine. You're not dropping Carlos Gomez. Carlos Gomez leads off for the damn Texas Rangers. No. Sit down. Just, he'll be fine. And just go back, go back to work. (laughs) Stop overreacting. That kind of thing. Look, if there's somebody absolutely ridiculous out there on the waiver wire that you should have picked up a long time ago, fine. But I'm not dropping him for Steven Souza Jr., who... Yeah, he's been kind of mediocre his entire career, so no. But um, I want to I want to play a game with you here. Of probably could have come up with a better name, but we're just gonna call it panic or relax. So real easy rules. I'm gonna give you a name, spit out some stats to you real quick. You're gonna say panic or relax, and if you want to say why, you can say why. Now we're gonna get some of the easy ones, huh? Can can we just nominate this as the uh, the Aaron Rodgers game? <laughs> sure, I am 
funny. I broke up with Olivia Munn. Panic. We're we're down yeah. in the in the standings and and in uh in regular season here. Relax. <laughs> yeah. I should have gotten some sound clips now that I think about it. Um <laughs> Anyway, that would have been gold. I'll have to remember that. Anyway, so we'll get some easy ones out of the way, or at least I hope they are easy. But give your honest answer here, man. This is all you. Um, We will start with Miguel Cabrera. He is killing us in our points league. Um, He's three hits to start the season. Panic or relax. I mean, I you can't panic here. You got to relax with Miggy. Um, I mean, he's one of the best pure hitters in the game. Uh, yeah, he's got a lot of mileage, but he's still doing it. He's still a high average guy. You know, it's way too early to to panic on him. I, I don't like it because we own him um, and we spent a good amount of money on him, but. That doesn't mean that I'm I'm in panic mode yet. Yeah, I'm I'm not gonna panic. I mean, the only thing that makes me even slightly worried with him is that he did have the back injury late in the spring, and so maybe it's still affecting him. I mean, maybe he should just be sat down for a week or so and just get right. But like Miggy, I think it's ultimately gonna be fine. I mean, he's one of the best hitters in the history of baseball. So I'm gonna not do anything drastic at this point. <laughs> um, Mookie Betts, another one. I mean, this time with the flu, he's struggling to get going. Um, I mean, I guess the one takeaway to that you can have is that he he hasn't struck out yet to start the season. So um, pretty crazy there. I think he's got – wow, Ubaldo's really trying to lose this damn game. This is unbelievable. <laughs> Uh, bases loaded, one out, bottom five, and he's getting chain. Pull him out. Oh, my God, he's so bad at baseball. I don't know why we still have him pitching for us. Um, he was decent out of the bullpen. I'll say throw him in the bullpen, man. He's always good for, like, an inning. Um, yeah. But anyway, some, some Mookie bets, man. What, what, are you, what are you thinking here? Uh, I mean, this is a first – pick. I mean, again, Miggy might have been borderline first round, but probably more second. Uh, you, can't, you can't panic on this guy yet. Um, I do think that this the flu thing is finally working its way you know, out of the Boston Red Sox team because it seems like everybody was dealing with this thing. So I mean, he's too too good of a player to sit at a 167 average the rest of the year. I mean, he's a career 303 guy. So, no, not not panicking on him. Um, Aaron Rodgers relaxing. Yeah, no kidding. Um, and last one, Altuve. I mean, I think he's got, I think he's got three steals maybe, but he's only got like one ruby and one RBI. Um, uh, it's not great. Um, you know, Altuve, you know, Altuve's la- last season was a monster, dude. I-, I did not expect it to be that good ever for him. Um, I mean, are you, are you a little worried? There's like a big regression coming here for him possibly. 
I mean, here again is another guy who was a perennial top five pick in most leagues, I feel like. So I'm not – I guess I'm slightly worried about him more than the other guys just because he's – I don't feel like he's had as long of a track record. I mean, Betts is still, you know, only three years in too. But, um, yeah, I mean, the lack of steals definitely is is a warning sign to me, but I'm not necessarily throwing up the flag just yet. Um, I mean, it's week two. Uh, we got and and me of all people, I'm the first one to cut a guy when he's not doing anything, and and then find somebody else, and then hey, that I drop the guy later on. Uh, Ian Desmond of last year comes to mind, um, and uh, that still stings. So yeah, I'm not I'm not I'm cautiously treading with Altuve, but I think he'll be fine. Yeah, I, I'm I'm not panicking with with any three of those guys. Those those were the easy ones, so maybe some harder ones here. Um, I mean, I know what the answer should be, but it these are these are a little more interesting to me. So Tanaka, an 11.74 ERA, 2.61 WHIP. He's 0 and 2. He looked better in his second start until like the fifth inning or something like that. But the first game was atrocious. Um, Look, the strikeouts aren't there. He's walking too many guys. I mean, can you relax with him? Or are we worried about the UCL? Like, what's happening here? He is definitely someone I'm worried about. Um I, I don't like what I've seen out of him yet. I mean, I feel like the second game was obviously a better showing, but against a, a strong Baltimore team, um, he still didn't have a good game. But, yeah, I mean, you got a 261 whip after two games. That is that's just not good. Uh, you have no control over your stuff right now. Um, and, and you're just coughing up way too many runs. So he is someone I'm worried about, um, but it's not like you can go out and drop him. Um, but who's going to take him on a trade when he's put up these numbers in two games? No one. So you, yeah, you're kind of stuck with him um, until he starts turning it around. I feel like, you just kind of roll the dice and hope that he figures it out in the next next game. Yeah, you and I are. Uh, we talked. I talked about this last week with Tyler. I mean, you and I were like giggling the fact that we got him for fourteen dollars in the in the points league, and well, apparently it's now we know the reason why he only went for fourteen dollars. Like, wow! But I, I still think it's a steal. I think he's going to turn it around. He's too good to be this bad. I mean. Again, if this were to happen in, like, middle of July and he'd been great up until then, you'd just be like, ah, it's two bad games. It sucks. But the fact that it happened so early, it just looks awful. I mean, an 11 ERA in the second week of the season just looks horrible. Like, how's this guy pitching in the majors? But, no, I think he's fine. One of your other favorite players here, Trevor Story, 
143 batting average. Now, a lot of the Rockies aren't really playing very good right now, so um, but he is probably the worst one of the bunch of the stars on that team. Illegal batting average is always going to be an issue with this guy, but you know he's just not. If he is hitting it this bad, he's not going to be able to do anything for you. Um, are we worried that maybe these pitchers have figured him out, and this is going to be a prop like this going to be a problem close to this bad the rest of the way? I I hope not because I own him in my dynasty league and my points league. Um, he's a keeper that was like 17th round or something, but right now he's playing like a 17th rounder. So I don't know if I put my own voodoo on myself by having a, such a great keeper value. Um, I, I think that he can turn it around. I think he might need to make some adjustments though. Um, I do I, I do think that, that pitchers have kind of started to figure him out a little bit. Um, I mean, listen, he was not going to be the same guy he was for the first two weeks of last year. Um, I mean, he, he even fell off from that last year. He was still good before his injury, but, um, you know, you got to think, is there still some lingering effects of that? Is it just, you know, the Colorado air hasn't, you know, thickened enough for him yet. I, I don't know, but I, I think he'll turn it around. I'm not too worried about him just yet. Yeah. Um, Andrew McCutcheon is another one. This guy had a terrible April and May last year, turned it around in the second half. Um, so, you know, kind of, kind of kept his value up, but He's a guy that he he doesn't run anymore. Everybody was a little down on him this year. I kind of felt like he was falling a little too far in drafts, and and I think in our league I snagged him in like the sixth or seventh round or something like that, and was like, I'll take him for that much. Like he can't be that bad. Well, apparently he is, and he's six for twenty eight to start the year with a run and an RBI. I mean, I mean this is a guy that now is it's been over a year of poor production. Um, what, what's your thoughts there? Yeah, that, that does worry me with, with Kutch. I mean, uh, you and me both were kind of like looking at him as, Oh, this could be a nice rebound year. He's got a chip on his shoulder because of the move, you know, from center field. Um, you know, this, this could be good. I, I am a little worried about him. I think he went for nineteen dollars. Didn't he go for like nineteen dollars in our points league? In our points auction league? Yeah, it, it was, was it was pretty it was high. Something dude. pretty it was, high. It was more than Yelich. It was more than Adam Jones. It was more than Kemp. Like it was more than a lot of guys. Compared, to we got all three yeah. of them. So I know how much we paid for that. Ooh, um, well, yeah, but but like no, based on, I I definitely think people overpaid for him. Um, I I got him in in one of my leagues. I can't remember which one it is now. Uh, oh, it's my other points league. I I think I got him super late. Um, I mean, I think I felt like I got him about where he was going. Um, but yeah, I mean, he hasn't done anything.
Yeah, it, he he does worry me. I'm, look, I only own. I mean, I own him in our league because, like I said, I got him. I bought pretty late. I own him in Dynasty, and I'll never be able to get rid of him. He's a round one pick. It was two years ago. Uh, I didn't think the drop off would happen this fast, so I took him round one two years ago. And I mean, I'll just I'll never be able to get rid of him. There's just no, nobody's ever going to take him for a round one keeper pick, and I'm just going to be stuck with him because like can't draft anybody that's worth anything in round one at this point because we keep 25 players and there's 14 teams so that's almost 300 is that that might be more than 300 players off the board already it's just it's just Mm -hmm. a lot of players so like you can't there's just nothing there um yeah 350 players off the board to start so you the 351st player is who you'd be drafting in round one like he's not going to be good. He won't be round one keeper either. So you could just have a bunch of round one picks forever. You be who cares? Um, so I, I don't know. I'm not. I'm not going to be doing anything with him. I'll just ride him out until he fades away. Um, another pirate here though, Garrett Cole. Look, uh, he was another guy. You and I were same thing, man. We thought. He, Bounced back year a little bit. Uh, had a good spring. Six five five ERA, one six four WHIP. Just not doing it again, man. Like you know, I didn't keep him in our fantasy six pack league because of this. Like he just wasn't special last year, and it's starting out that way again. I mean, I'm sort of panicking with him at this point. Like I would be worried about him. Um, but what about you? Yeah, I um I look at this and and I kind of not laugh, but I'm relieved that I dumped him in my dynasty league when I did because I just I just didn't believe in him anymore and that was going into last year um because he just kind of fell off, you know, at the end 2 years ago. Um somebody gave me a decent offer for, you know, multiple draft picks so I could build up know and get earlier draft picks so I took it and I had I think four draft picks in a row because of it but yeah I just I I made the trade and I haven't looked back I I don't miss him at all I think he's I think he's pretty average at this point um and and he's definitely someone I'd be worried about um I you know depending on where he went in drafts I don't I don't really know because I I hadn't paid attention to him and I kind of wrote him off anyways and wasn't targeting him or anything. So, yeah, I mean, he, he went pretty late in our league. Um, I'm trying to think, uh, Garrett Cole, he went in round. Seven. It's not as late as I thought it was, but I mean, round seven, like for a guy that you could rightfully expect to be a top 20 pitcher, um, but he's he's just not getting it done. It's just it's just not happening for him. So, um, yeah, I, I'm I'm pretty worried about him. I I'd, I'd be willing to trade him to somebody who would be willing, you know, would be willing to give me anything. Like I would sell him on pennies at the dollar right now. Like I'm just. Yeah. I'd be done with him at this point. I don't think he's going to be the guy that anybody I've watched him live a couple of times. And like, 
Every once in a while, you're like, oh, there it is. And then it's just like, it just falls apart on him. I mean, like the, the very first game, you know, he was pitching fantastic against Boston. And then Boston shelled him in like the fifth inning. I mean, it was it just it just falls apart on him so quickly. Um, so I, I don't know what it is. Um, the last guy I've gotten written down here is Anthony Rendon. He started out, you know, batting a buck fifteen, one RBI. The whole Nationals lineup is crushing the ball right now, except for him. It feels like. Um, I don't know if that random injury at the end of spring training is still carrying with him. But look, I mean, Rendon's not just not getting it done right now. I mean, what what do you what are you thinking with him? Yeah, I mean, I don't. Again, another guy I wasn't necessarily a fan of going into this year because of the checkered past, the injuries, and with the um, you know switch to only third base eligibility. I mean, shit, Daniel Murphy and and Harper are just destroying the ball. Um, so, I mean, and Zimmerman's even chipping in and having good games here too. So, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what his deal is, why he's not, you know, jumping on board and, and following suit. But, I, I mean, I'm not it, – it's hard for me to talk about him because I wasn't really interested in him, but – I'm not necessarily panicking if I am a Rendon owner. Um, I mean, listen, you went after him for a reason. He's got talent, and and when when he's 100% healthy and 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 locked in, you know, he's definitely somebody that can help your teams. So, you know, you got that in mind. I, I still think that with him. And, and everybody else on that offense, you know, he's got enough protection around him that I think that he'll he'll be okay. He'll he'll start to turn it around. Yeah, you would hope so. Um, you know, he he has been moved back up the lineup a little bit with Turner out. You know, they've moved Eaton to the number one slot. Um, they had Defoe at two last night, but I think Rendon sat or something like that. Uh, but Rendon's back up there today. Um, but yeah, I mean it's it's definitely it's it's definitely worrisome because he has he has done this in the past too where he just has these moments where like he just does nothing. Um, a couple of years ago when he came back from the injury, it was just he was bad. Yeah, last year he was he was good, it wasn't great, but he was good. Uh, yeah, today he batted second again. So, um, well, that's another yeah. thing too with with Turner just further uh, talk about that offense on sidebar here. Turner's playing solely shortstop, which was his natural position anyways, yet he's second base and outfield eligible, and now he's going to gain shortstop eligibility You know, once yep. he gets back and gets healthy. I mean, Absolutely. I didn't even realize that until I saw, oh, he's out on a DL, and, and then I checked in on his, you know, his game stats and everything. And, man, that's going to be that's going to be a huge boost for him. Granted, he'll lose probably both of those other eligibilities after this year. But yeah, um, I, I I think that's a that's a foregone conclusion here that he's going to lose all of that other eligibility. So yeah. Um, so yeah, that's. I mean, those those are the guys that that I had written down for the the panic every last game. 
Look, I, I think ultimately we're not panicking. We're we're sort of relaxing on everybody. Look, I'm not doing anything drastic. I don't think you are either. These are still all very good players. The whole point of this exercise was to point out that it is April 12th. It is the eighth day of the regular season. Ninth, maybe, yeah. if you count the first Sunday. Um, calm down. Don't do anything drastic. Look, I've made three moves in our league. They've all been bullpen moves because we have save plus holds. So I've just traded out guys getting holds for new closers. I picked up Jeffries. I've picked up Benoit. Like I just, that's the only thing I've done. Like I've got guys on my team doing absolutely nothing, nothing. Um, I've got Carlos Gomez on my team. I'm not doing anything with him. I've got Andrew McCutcheon on my team. I'm not doing anything with him. <laughs> Calm down, everybody. It's, Early, you got to give these time, these guys time to, to play out of it a little bit. So, um, but yeah, cuts cuts with two for three. By the way, with a single, a double, and a run. Yeah, I just so. noticed that. Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, so there you go. There you go. Right. Um, He's turning it around already. Yep. He he heard me talking about him. His nose started itching. Um, <laughs> so. Speaking of the, the bullpen moves, you know, I talked about how the, the closers – look, man, the closers are having a rough start to the year. There's no doubt about it. Um, even even the guys that haven't lost their job, like I've got Seung Hwan Ho for the Cardinals. Dude, he had a 12-2 ERA. <laughs> it, it's bad. What? 12-2? Yeah. You, yeah. Um, wow, he does not have know. a save. He does not have a save yet. He blew a save the first night against Chicago, when Matheny tried to send him out there for a five-out save. And man, I was talking with Tyler uh, during that game online, and I was like, "Oh, here comes. Oh, it's gonna happen. Here's the first save." I was like, "Yep, my pickup's gonna be my my early draft pick on a closer is gonna pay off for once." And like the first the first two outs came fairly easy and then man it started pouring down rain and I was like I'm really nervous about this <laughs> and he just he let up a like an he I think he hit the first batter the guy or something I don't know it was crazy it was like I don't know I forget what it was I think it, I think it was he like hit a guy and then the next batter like grounded it right to the second baseman or first baseman and like oh, Matt Carpenter like bobbled it or something and both were safe. And then the next guy came up and just hit a three run bomb and tied the game. And it was like, you've got to be kidding me. And the next two outings, he's allowed a run today. He didn't allow a run finally, but it wasn't a safe situation. Um, but I think he's got a pretty long leash because, honestly, the guy behind him is, like, Trevor Rosenthal, so who cares? Although I, I did see that somebody picked him up in our league, which I kind of laughed at because Rosenthal isn't any good. So um, I don't really know why he picked him up. I mean, Rosenthal uh, pitched today. He pitched one one out, allowed three hits, an earned run, and he had one strikeout. Yeah, he got hold because I don't think they had a big lead before he left. 
but it's kind of like, eh, I don't know about that. I'm not relying on Trevor Rosenthal at this point, but you have fun with that. Um, but yeah, I mean, look, O O's yeah. struggling. Um, I mean, Kelvin Herrera isn't doing great. Diaz got blown up. Um, I'm trying to think. Um, Melanson, you know, the first game blew a save. There's been a bunch of guys that are just kind of not doing what we expected them to. None of those guys have lost a job yet. But to the guys that have lost a job here is the Phillies closer, dude. Like, come on. We all knew it was coming. Gmar Gomez yeah. was terrible to end, to end last year. I think he finished the last half of the season with an over five or six ERA, something like that. Why he even had the job coming out of spring didn't make any sense to anybody. We all thought it would be Hector Neris. Well, so they removed Gomez and they plugged in Benoit. Like, are they just, do they just love their 38, 39 year old closers there? Like, I mean, Gomez is old too, isn't he? He's not that old, but but he's he's, he's older, older, right? He's he's, he's older, he's yeah. But I mean, he came up through 29. Pittsburgh, and he's actually yeah, like I was going to say he was older, but no, I mean, he, I thought he was older than that. I thought he was at least in his early thirties, but um, he uh, yeah, Benoit. I mean, that that's why they went out and got this guy. I mean, he's not a real sexy name, but he's someone that's that's been in that role he's he's been in a bullpen forever so i mean he's a good end of game guy i I don't not great but you know yeah i think naris is is kind of their closer and waiting if you will so you know they needed something more of a stopgap i don't know why they didn't just go right to him but yeah yeah, some I mean, people. Like I, said, I think it's more the experience factor. I think a lot of people are also speculating that it's arbitration money issues, and that look, I think Philly realizes, at least the front office realizes that they're not going to compete realistically yeah. this year. Not going to compete. So why give a really really young player the opportunity to go into arbitration and be like, look, I saved thirty five games last year and yeah. get closer sure. money that walk in and be like, I was a middle reliever <laughs> and I'm like yeah. you know, 350 other players in major league baseball. Um, what yeah, can you do but, for oh, me? This is what you're going to give me. Okay, cool. I'm good. <laughs> yeah. So I, I you know, I, 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 I see their point, but I just, I, I hate that that's the way that people run things, but like, I, I understand it. It's a business. But it does suck. I mean, yeah. Harris is absolutely the best guy in that bullpen, and he should get the job. Um, another guy that lost his job today, Sam Dyson, is out in Texas. Um, a lot of people thought it was going to be um, Michael Bush, or Mike. Yeah, is that, is that right? Um, yeah. Uh, drop him today, actually. Yeah. Uh, Matt Bush, sorry. Matt Bush. Matt. Um, but. But he was sent back to Arlington to get his shoulder looked at. Mm. And he's probably going to be placed on the DL now. Um, So, yeah, I 
promptly dropped Matt Bush and picked up Jeremy Jeffries, even though Jeffries hasn't been good this year. He has a 10 ERA. <laughs> like, oh. um, yeah, right? But, like, they don't have anybody left. So, I mean, it's got to be Jeffries, right? So, you know, I I took the chance because I had picked up – you know, I drafted Bush thinking, you know, this guy's got great strikeout ability. He's right behind Dyson in the in the pecking order, and Dyson's not very good. So – Chances are that he's going to get the closer job soon. And even if not, it's a safe plus hold league. Why not just pick him up? He should be good. Um, and boom. So, you know, it, it happened. And then it happened at the same time that Bush was hurt. So, yeah, that is a messy, messy situation there in in Texas. But I'm guessing it's Jeffries. I can't really foresee anybody else getting the opportunity there. Um, and look, Jeffries has closer experience from Milwaukee, so he can do the job. I think he's good. Um, he's just had a, a couple rough games. And, and look, like it's still, it's still early. I mean, a lot of these closers have pitched, you know, maybe two, three innings at this point. And if you've allowed a run or two, your ERA is completely crushed. Um, so that's going to come down and come down quickly as long as they, as soon as they get into a groove. Um, the the other the the last closer situation I want to mention is that the athletics and and Tyler and I mentioned this last week in you know this looked like coming out of spring that or at least middle of spring that it was going to be Ryan Madsen's job. It is not Ryan Masson's job. It's not really anybody's job. It is a full-blown committee of four different pitchers. And there's no way I'm touching any of them. Um, if I had to, and I was totally desperate, I would go after Casilla and Doolittle. Um, but the other two in the mix are going to be Madsen and Ryan Dahl. Dahl actually already has a safe chance and blew it. Madsen actually doesn't have a safe chance yet at all. So my order is Casilla, Doolittle, Dahl, Madsen right now. Um, it could change tomorrow because it's just such a weird mix that they're doing there. I've never seen a team do three different pitchers, four different pitchers like this, where they literally do interchange all of them. You know, usually – we always hear managers say we're going to go with a committee, but usually it ends up like they try one guy and if he blows it, they just go to the next one. And then if he blows it, they go back to the other guy or something like that. It it isn't that we're literally just going to play matchups and just have all three or four guys do it just because it could work. I've never seen it happen. Never. Usually like a team would just finally land on a guy. It sucks because you can't do anything. It's horrible for fantasy. In in my dynasty league, that was like my weakest position was relief pitcher for saves. And I had Madsen last year. I picked him up at some point when he started getting a couple of saves just because I was so desperate. And, you know, I kind of wrote him out and ended up keeping him um, because – I figured, well, he's going to get save chances again this year. You know, maybe not as many, but whatever. So now it's like he he's absolutely worthless right now. I mean, he might be getting me a couple holds here and there, but I'm not even starting him most weeks or, well, most yeah. days because 
I, I just don't know what's going to happen. <clears throat> and I don't think he's going to get saved unless Casilla and Doolittle, you know, either go down with injury or get hurt again. I do have Casilla too. Um, I think somebody might own Doolittle, but I don't want to own all three of these guys. <laughs> like, I mean, it's, it's, it's enough of a headache owning two of them and, you know, being like, oh, okay, well, I have guys that aren't playing today, so I guess I can play both of them and just see what happens. But, I mean, Oakland, I still think they've, you know, they're an up-and-coming team, so they're not necessarily, you know, going to have a ton of save chances. But, I mean, well, Matson had a – I think he had it in the 30s last year, if I'm remembering correctly. He did. But, yeah, he saved, he yeah. saved in the 30s, so, I think. I mean, because they're not a good team, then maybe that will actually allow them more chances to stay close in games. But if it's a straight up, you know, I'm taking my loogie and making him a closer on Monday, Thursday, and Friday. What? <laughs> so yeah, yeah I, it, I don't know. It, it just it's such a weird situation over there. There's absolutely nothing you can do to prepare yourself for it. Um, so you just, in my opinion, you, you can't. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that's, that's all we've got. Um, I, you know, I, I was going to bring back something else, but we're kind of, we're a little low on time here. Um, but you know what? Screw it. I'm doing it anyway. I'm bringing it back. I'm bringing it back. Um, so, <laughs> I've got, got a couple questions here from at Timster2340. Uh, who's the better ad in a head-to-head league? Chris Owings, Hararo Para, or Brandon Drury? In a head-to-head points league? I just had a he just said head to head. I'm a, I'm assuming it's categories. If it's points, people usually say something about that. Okay. Um I think my order well, right now is Para Drury and who was the third guy? Owings. Chris Owings. And then Owings. Yeah. I don't. I mean, I've never really been an Owings fan. Yeah, me I feel like he's playing pretty well. He is um, right now, actually. Yeah, got a bunch but, of cool bases, I mean, actually. I, I like I like Drury because he's got all the eligibility, um, and then you know, Perez just been good. I mean, he, but his playing time is going to come down once uh, Dahl gets back, and. Um, you know that could Desmond. hurt his value. He's already he's already sat uh, a day or two. Well, Desmond's going to play first base, though. Yeah, but you got to wonder once Desmond if Desmond comes back before Dahl, could oh, they just well, slide Desmond to the outfield? They probably will. They probably will first. Reynolds is destroying it right now at first. Like you can't take his bat out of the yeah. lineup. So no. Yeah, that's that's one of the interesting uh, things there. And so, yeah, I agree with you. Right now, it's Para Drury Owings. 
And I answered yeah. it this exact way. I said, right now, it's that order. In a month, maybe yeah, even less, that's... it's Drury, Owings, Para, probably. Because Para won't get playing time. Mm-hmm. No, he's going uh, to so, lose that on that. So it, it kind of depends on what he's looking for there as far as value. Is he looking more long-term or is he looking for immediate help? Uh, so I totally agree with you there. The last one here, and kind of interesting that we you know we just talked about a bunch of these guys here, but um, he's in a save plus holds league. He's looking long-term value. Um, he sent this before. This was last night. So he sent this before the Matt Bush injury. So my so my answer was completely wrong at this point, uh, but I answered it this morning before the news came out. Um, but it was Matt Bush, um, Wilson, Strickland, Benoit, Cassia, Trinan, or Dunn for save plus holds. Um, Wilson's Detroit, Strickland is San Fran, Benoit, obviously we know, Cassia we know, Trinan we know, Dunn is Colorado. I, I really like what Dunn's done so far. Um, <laughs> and if you, yeah, exactly. Um, if you get rewarded for wins instead of quality starts, <clears throat> future topic, <clears throat> past topic, <clears throat> um, then he, he's you voted for already it. got to. <laughs> he's You're already bitch. got to. <laughs> I still like wins better, but um, he's already got two wins and two holds, I believe. So he's uh, he's definitely looking good, um, and and he was a pretty solid pitcher for the Marlins, you know, before the the move Colorado. So I mean, yeah, he's a Colorado pitcher, so that plays into it a little bit. But I, I definitely like Dunn. I like Strickland in another year or two, maybe. Um, I agree. He's he's a flamethrower, but I don't think he's going to be getting a ton of hold opportunities. I mean, or he's going to be coming in earlier. So, um, and then uh, who was the other guy I was going to say I liked before Bush? Who else was on the list? Benoit, whatever. Yeah, Benoit. I, mean, I think Benoit's going to. Well, he's going to be the closer for now, at least. Oh yeah. Oh uh, but... yeah. Yeah. I mean, but it's definitely so. So it's Bush, Wilson, Strickland, Benoit, Wilson. Garcia. Wilson, so, yeah. I like. Um, I had him last year in my dynasty league, and I, I was debating on keeping him because I really liked what he did. But he kind of tailed off at the end of the year and was getting blown out a little bit. So he became a, a drop candidate for me. Um, but he's starting off you know, the year pretty well so far. Um, I think he had a bit of a rough spring training, but he seems to be coming back into form. So he's another guy I would definitely keep an eye on. Yeah. So I think I'm, uh, I mean, I, 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 I'm actually disagreeing with you pretty, pretty hard on this one. So safeless holds leagues. I still prefer closers. Um, and so my order, which I sent to him earlier, was Bush because I thought that this was after Dyson, like this was like right after Dyson just blew up again, and I was like, this has to be Matt Bush's job now at this point. Um, so my order was Bush, 
Trident, and then I said Casilla or Benoit. Like I didn't really care between those two um, because it was safe holds. I thought Casilla still had almost as much value as Benoit. Now my order would just be take Bush out and just take Trident and Casilla and Benoit. Um, Dunn, I kind of like, and, and I, get, I get your point. But my thing with him is that he's got two other guys ahead of him. And I'd rather have an eighth inning guy or a ninth inning guy than a seventh or a sixth inning guy. Because, look, a lot of times they're either behind and then they come back or they're tied at that point. Like, sixth and seventh inning guys don't get as many holes, obviously, as, like, eighth inning guys. Uh, Wilson's fine. I, I do like him, but um, I, I still just prefer save guys. Um, Strickland, I totally agree with you. Um, I also just don't like San Fran as much this year. Um, so I, I kind of think we're going to see – I mean, their offense just isn't great. So, like, they don't they don't usually blow – you know, they don't usually win a lot. I mean, I'll, I mean that, that's interesting to say it that way too, though, because I guess I could mean that he's going to get a lot of – hold opportunities but yeah i just yeah. i don't know i'm just i've just never really strickland's like you always hear a lot about him but it's just he's never just been that great i don't know i mean look if they really thought he was awesome they wouldn't have signed melanson that's my feeling about it so um well but yeah, yeah with, they, with bush going on the dl trying to see him benoit so um, yeah, anyway, I, I, I do agree. I would much rather have closers over holds guys because you know that they're going to get it. But, uh, I mean, I do I like the value of those, those other guys I was talking about. I think that, that it's still there. They're going to get in, you know, maybe more than a closer, you know, in a given week, especially somebody like, you know, like a Benoit or Casilla because – who knows, you know, Phillies aren't going to win a ton of games. And, you know, Casilla is already not an everyday ninth inning guy. So. Yep. Absolutely agree, man. Uh, anyway, that's all I've got for the show. Um, if you didn't get your questions in this week, uh, hit us up on Twitter. I'm at fantasy six tack. Fantasy six pack. Uh, AJ is at Apple Garth Algar, and uh, I know I got that right this time. And uh, right on. Yep. And bye, bye. and hit us up. Yep. So yeah, hit us up on Twitter. <laughs> um, go to the website. Check out. We got the the rest of the season rankings up now. Every Sunday, Tyler's got his pitching planner. Uh, we've got rookie reports. We've got stock reports going up. We've got a closer chart. We got a lot of things at fantasy6pack.net. Uh, so-called fantasy experts has a ton of stuff. Um, they they do a lot more DFS stuff than than we do over fantasy six pack. So definitely go to both sites. Lots of information to get everywhere. Um, we are very available on Twitter. A bunch of us are so. Feel free to hit any of us up and hit any of any of us up. I need to stop talking, and um, we will see you all next week. <laughs> In short, send us stuff on Twitter. Thanks. Exactly. See you, man. <laughs> Bye. All right, later. <laughs>